This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, back in the studio after a day away out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders HQ in Henderson. Had a great time there yesterday from 2 to 4 p.m. Also was out there earlier today as uh, practice went underway and they changed the times of practice so it didn't get started until about 10.30 for us to be able to view it. About 10.30, 10.40 and got wrapped up about 12.45. So just kind of had my head on a swivel all day today as uh, went out there, did our second round of COVID testing. We got to do it every every 14 days. We all have to be in there. So it's, it was almost like a, a, a reunion of the media guys and media young ladies all out there. Uh, you know, every two weeks, like I said, have to go out there and do our COVID-19 test, make sure we're good to go, and then we keep the party rolling. And JT uh, just came off his show two hours there at the Performance Center at the at the Raiders HQ. Uh, really good stuff, and we got to see practice. And then I think what came out of that even more is we got to talk to Coach Gruden, Derek Carr, Solomon Thomas, all met with the media following practice, and I was there for Coach Gruden and Derek Carr. I had to leave to get to the radio station after Carr, but John Gruden. Let's it be known about Nicholas Morrow. Let's it be known about Javon White. Of course, that's been a conversation we've been having on the show. My understanding going into the day, and this was just my gut feeling, was Javon White was probably going to be out with a season-ending injury. He wasn't placed on IR yesterday when they released the third depth chart uh, prior to the preseason game coming up on Sunday. So that kind of got some folks' attention. Well, maybe it's not as bad as everyone thinks. Thought Nicholas Morrow was going to have an opportunity to, to get back sooner rather than later. So if you looked at it from the outside looking in following Saturday's game, I said, okay, Morrow will be back at some point, which is good because he's expected to play a major role. Javon White is probably going to be, be lost for the season, which is going to be major as far as depth goes. Well, lo and behold, according to John Gruden, it's absolutely the opposite. Looks like Morrow will be out a little bit longer than White. So uh, that's unfortunate, but uh, we'll have to continue to develop our young linebackers and perhaps find another. So there it is, short, sweet, to the point. But uh, he said what he had to say, and I'm telling you, when he said that Nicholas Morrow was going to be out longer than Javon White, knowing what Javon White's injury looked like, that it was going to be something major, all of a sudden I just thought, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And, and I say that because you want to get through preseason. You want to get through training camp. You want to get into the regular season as healthy as possible. And Nicholas Morrow was expected to have a major role. He has a foot injury. Uh, John Gruden did not go into details of exactly what it is. It could be a lens, Frank. It could, I don't want to speculate. It could be anything. But if he's going to be out longer than Javon White, that's a problem. And I've been talking about it on my podcast. I've been talking about it here on the radio that they need to go out there and make a move for uh, K.J. Wright. That's, that's just the, the guy that I, I just goes immediately in my mind just because he uh, knows Gus Bradley's scheme. He's a veteran. He's a guy that I feel if they're going late in training camp, late in the preseason like this would be, he would still be able to go in there and, and fill that void. And I've been saying that they need to put a full-court press on, on him. So after, and this is before I knew that Morrow was going to be out. Morrow was going to be a major contributor, was expected to be a major contributor. That, to me, is, uh-oh, you got to go make something happen. You don't want to go in, and I know John Gruden said, hey, we got to develop our younger guys. 
We've got to have some guys step up, and JT did a great job of breaking it all down on who's the guys that could step up, like a Divine Diablo who, always, by the way, just just started getting back to practice. Oh, by the way, hasn't played an NFL snap. Oh, by the way, was a safety. <laughs> you know, Nick Wachowski, yes, I know he was a free agent a year ago. They gave him a, good, a nice amount of money, but we already saw that he was running with the twos. So you've got a concern, and I've got a concern. So I want to throw it out there. I like to come to the show every day with a topic or two. want to throw it out there. Today is one of those days where I'm glad that I don't have a, a bunch of guests because I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. I think this, today is a day that you would want to uh, chime in and, and, and give us your thoughts. 702-365-9200. Of course, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know. How concerned are you now? What is your concern level with this with the injuries Heading into week one, of course, they have preseason game number three still against San Francisco on Sunday, but it's all about it's all about the regular season. It's all about week one, Baltimore, September 13th, Monday night at Legion Stadium. That's what it's all about. That's what they're prepping for right now. What is your concern level now with this team, knowing that Morrow's injury is more serious than Javen White? Javen White, a guy that you expected to be depth, a backup, a guy who can come in in a pinch. I want to hear from you. What's the solution? What do you think the solution is? I've had some people suggest, well, Q, they'll go out and get somebody uh, when the, all the rosters get cut down to 53 guys because there'll be plenty of talent out there. But how much talent? Is it talent that you feel confident with? Guys that just got cut from another team, are you feeling confident that they should step in and have a major role in this defense? And I'm not trying to be funny, but it does come out sounding funny. I know it made DeMond laugh a little bit. It does come out sounding funny. You know, you, you've got to go out there and get someone established. Again, you're going into year four with John Gruden, the second year in Las Vegas. This team needs to be a winner. There needs to be no mistakes. There needs to be no excuses on why it's not a winning team. I had a guy hit me up earlier on Twitter today before the practice even started and said, hey, Q, are, is Gruden talking? I said, yes, he is. Are you going to ask him the question that they need to go out and put the full court press on KJ Wright? And I said, well, I'm not going to say it in those words, but I'll definitely ask if they need to go outside the building, and I never got a chance to. Vinny, Vinny Monsignor always kind of, and he does in the huddle, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on, on Raider Nation Radio 920. He uh, kind of leads off the, the pressers all the time. It's kind of like, I guess he kind of got grandfathered in or something. I mean, it's just, I, I think we all just kind of defer and wait till Vinny speaks, which he always does right away, which he does a great job, no doubt about it. But Vinny asked multiple questions to John Gruden about the linebacking position, how concerned, and, and part of it, John Gruden's came back, and, and we'll get to the audio at some point, but he comes back and says, hey, you know, we need to develop guys in the building or go get someone from the outside. So he basically answered the question without me having to ask the question, but it was definitely top of mind. I think it would be irresponsible if we didn't ask him that question. The Raiders need to, in my opinion now, go outside the building and go get somebody. I don't think that you can go up and down the roster right now. I don't think you go up and down the roster and say, that's the dude that I have a ton of confidence in. And Tanner Muse, he sounds the part, he looks the part, but oh, by the way, he didn't play at all his rookie year. Oh, by the way, he was penciled in as a starter in their base package. Now you're saying, not only do we want you to do this, young man, we want you to expand your role and play basically the role that Nicholas Morrow was going to play or, or fill a void, that uh, a guy that they expected to be a big-time factor. Now you're expecting him to do even more. It's a tough ask. I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just a tough ask. It's, it, it's very tough to go out there and do. So there's injuries that happen. Just about with every single team throughout preseason, training camp, every single year. You hate to see it. But right now with Nicholas Morrow, I'm, I'm, I'm at a very high concern level. I really am. And I think that the best idea, and I heard JT talking about it as well, go out there and make a move for KJ Wright. And honestly, I don't really care how it gets done. You know, a lot of folks say, oh, well, the money cue, the money. That, look, man, these guys are professionals. And when I say these guys, I mean the front office guys. They've got capologists. They, I mean, if you want to make things work, 
This is the one thing I believe about the NFL. I've always believed it, and I'll go to my grave and believe it. If you want a guy on your roster, you can fit him in under the cap. The Raiders did it for years. Teams do it all the time. You can make it work. Now, yes, there's always, for every action that you make, there's always something that's going to come back from it. So if you, you know, give someone a signing bonus or you restructure a contract, yeah, there's all kinds of things. But as I moved from Texas to Vegas, you know what I did? Put a lot of things on credit cards. I don't like to do that. I don't spend credit. <laughs> I don't like to do that because then you have to pay it later. But sometimes, Damon, when you're in a tough situation, you got to do it. If you're sitting in the house with no furniture, you need a couch. Sometimes you got to apply for credit and go do it. Sometimes that's what you got to do. So my point is, sometimes you just have to get out, out of your comfort zone. I like to just pay things cash. I don't like to have to put it up things on credit card because I don't want a bill later. I just don't. That's me. But if things, you know, push comes to shove, you know that there's a piece of plastic in your wallet you could use. Hopefully you can use it. The Raiders could use it if they want to, if they need to. KJ Wright to me is the answer right now. Like that phone call, in my opinion, should probably have been made yesterday, if not sooner. Maybe while you were on the, the, the flight back from L.A. on Saturday. Maybe that might have been the call that you make then. 702-365-9200. Also, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, hit up sam because you deserve what's right. Who we got up first, Damon? Let me know. We got Don in Vegas. Don in Vegas. What's on your mind this afternoon? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What it do? What's good? Chilling, man. Chilling. Um, I'm concerned. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we played Baltimore in Pittsburgh the first two weeks. <laughs> right. Um, linebacker is important with those two teams for sure. So, uh, I'm, con- I'm definitely concerned. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, KJ Wright would be the answer. But actually, I mean, there could be other routes to go. Like I heard earlier today, you know, waiting to see who is cut off after training camp. Right. That could be something that um, could be looked at. I don't think that KJ should have ever left the building, to be honest. I agree. Um, I agree 100%. When, yeah, when, when when you're talking about, I mean, you you basically just in the last five minutes named three rookies. If you're including Tanner Muse because he hasn't hit the field before, um, Devon Diablo, and Javon White. All of those are that's 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 basically three rookies. They, they they haven't played. Two of them have never played the position. Three of them have never played the position right. before ever. All of them came in as safeties. So um, it, it, it's a concerning it's a it's a concerning outlook. I it's I think it's more concerning because of who we played the first two weeks. Had we had played someone that we could probably have, you know. Uh, concealed and hid the the, the the deficiency at the linebacker, you know, at the second level, that might have been something different. They might have been would have been able to get away with, you know, having Tanner Muse out there using the speed, going sideline to sideline. But you're playing two running teams. That's a problem. I agree. I agree. Good stuff. Definitely appreciate the call. Calling from Vegas. Uh, yeah, man, uh, those first two teams are going to be tough. And uh, don't look now. I know Pittsburgh, the second team, and I don't want to go too far ahead. Uh, but if you look at, at the Steelers right now, they got a running game. <laughs> they got a running game that they didn't have before. Najee Harris is a problem. He's an absolute problem. He's going to be what that Pittsburgh team used to be when they used to really be very run-heavy team. That's Najee Harris is going to be a problem for every team. Again, not overlook at Baltimore because Baltimore is going to be a problem. I'll tell you this, and this is something that we didn't even talk about on yesterday's show. Uh, the Rams quarterback he had a pretty good he had a pretty good uh, you know opportunities out there running around scrambling on Saturday against the Raiders and. Look, the Raiders got in the backfield a lot. They got their hands on them. 
but they didn't get him down that much. They didn't get him wrapped up that much. And uh, Lamar Jackson is way better than uh, Perkins was. I'm just just going to throw that out there. So that's also something to think about. So, yeah, going back out to your your point, man, those first two games are going to be tough. You've got to have a dude in there. You don't want to have a guy that his first experience on playing the linebacker position in the NFL is Monday Night Football. I mean, you just don't want that to be the first experience. 702-365-9200. Who'd you say we have up next, Damon? Allen in Vegas. Allen in Vegas. What's on your mind? Welcome to Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, what's up, fellas? Chill, man. I feel like this. Um, we, the team, just went grocery shopping. We have everything. We got the steak and potatoes and the vegetables, everything on offense. The defense is okay, but what, what we really need is salt. We, we need a linebacker. And right now, I just, I just think we don't trust anybody. Um, I like Wikowski, Littleton. I, you know, I, I'm not high on him. I don't know what he'll bring. I hope he has a great bounce back here. But if we can get a guy like KJ Wright, then like you said, Q, just, yeah, just put it on the Visa card. We'll deal with it later. We'll pay interest. Yep. Let's go get this. I mean, we got to at least make the playoffs this year, guys. I agree. And that that's the thing. Thank you for the call as well. Appreciate you. Uh, and that's the thing, man. I mean, it's not one of those, hey, let's try to build the team up and let's try to get. No, I mean, the Raiders aren't thinking like that. The Raiders are thinking playoffs. The Raiders are thinking this is a 17-game season, 18 weeks, Got to find a way to get through. Got to have the talent to go get it. They went out and addressed a lot of positions in the offseason. I, I give them a lot of credit for that. They went out and got one of the biggest free agents and Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator. Brought in some great coaches as well with them. Ron Milas, Richard Smith. Great job. They addressed the issues. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And when a guy like Nicholas Morrow, who expected you expect to play a big-time role, goes down, and who knows when he's going to come back? And and John Gruden said he's not, you know, going to break down injuries right now when he didn't have to. And I don't, I don't blame him for that. I wouldn't either. You do what you got to do right now. But when we all, and I don't think there's any person. And if there is, please chime in and let us know. Maybe Tom. Tom is great at chiming in on the text six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. I don't think one person watched that game on Saturday saw Javen White go down and thought that he was going to be back sooner than Nicholas Morrow. I don't think one person. Even DeMond, who didn't think that his injury looked as severe as it was. Maybe didn't think, but one person hoped. This guy here. You? you know, yeah, it's, I, one of those, I, well, it's one of those, you know what? Things work out, you know? It's like he'll be back sooner than we expected. Well, I mean, and, and that's, and that, hey, look, that's great. I, again, I don't want anyone to be out for an extensive amount of time because, one, getting to the league is so damn difficult. Staying around is even harder. And Javen White, I think everyone's rooting for the guy. He's got that mentality to be a Raider. Uh, he, he's he's obviously he's got the work ethic. He was having a really good camp. He goes down on Saturday. It was very unfortunate. I thought the worst. Like, okay, he's going to be out for the season. That was my initial thought. I didn't even really tweet about it. I just said I hate that for Javen. I think he thought it too. I'm glad to hear that he's going to be back before Nicholas Morrow. But then at the same time, I'm upset because Nicholas Morrow was supposed to play a major role. And this was this was. I mean, you want to talk about a guy to root for? Hell, I'm rooting for for Nicholas Morrow as well. This guy's a D three. Dude who's made it to the league and stuck around and got a second contract. That don't happen that often to D3 cats. I covered D3 football back in Texas. UMHB, damn good team. D3, a lot of those guys, you say, man, maybe they have a shot to make it to the league. It's very difficult. They had Jarrell Freeman. Remember Jarrell Freeman? He used to play for the Bears. He was a linebacker. He was a really good linebacker. He was a D3 linebacker. He lasted a quick minute in the league. Damn good, but he only lasted a quick minute in the league. Just difficult. But also for Nicholas Morrow, 
This is somebody, not only does he get that second contract, he basically takes the starting job from the guy who got the big contract last year. And it's just like, that's how you know the team believes in you because they're not bringing, like, obviously Kukowski, he's coming back um, next week. That's what John Gruden said in the presser. You know, so he's going to be coming back eventually. But they had that much confidence in him to like, hey, we're giving you the starting job and we're giving you a new contract. That part. Exactly. Exactly. You hit it right on the head. They had enough confidence to slide him into the starting role. Now you have a starter go down that's expected to play a big role in this defense that you haven't seen tried out there. Yeah, it's a concern. It's a major problem. I've been out there at camp. Vinny's been out there at camp. JT's been out there at camp. A lot of us have been out there in camp and have seen some positive things. Anyone watching the preseason games, I think you've seen some positive things. Defense flying around, looking like they understand this, this team. I've been on record saying this team feels different. But I also have been on record, and I did a podcast about it uh, for today. This team is going to take you as far as their depth goes. And I don't think that their depth is deep enough to be able to overcome a big-time injury, a big-time blow or two to a guy that could be a, a, a big-time contributor like a Nicholas Mora or a guy on the offensive line or a guy at safety. I don't think the team is deep enough yet. And that's, that's because the guys that they've drafted in the past three four years haven't developed as quickly as they want. The Damon Arnett's haven't stepped up yet. You know, uh, The Isaiah Johnson's haven't stepped up yet. I mean, there's guys that you can go up and down the road. The Cleef Earls haven't stepped up as much as they need to. Jonathan Abrams haven't stepped up as much. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys. Oh, no, they're another, like, I had another name on top of my head, Amik. Amik. Because he talked, John yeah. Gruden talked about him today. It's exactly. Just like, like, you could go down the list of right. greater players where it's like, look, they got to the, prove it this they year. They look the part. They sound the part. But they haven't just found a way to get it done yet. You know, and, and the, even guys like a Brian Edwards, who's penciled in as a, as a starter, hasn't proven anything yet. You know, he's got to step up this year. So there's a lot of question marks. I feel like this team, if it go, if, if things go right, and sometimes, and going all the way back to 2016, they had some lucky bounces go their way. A few times they had some lucky bounces go their way, and they were able to, to overcome some, some deficiencies. Sometimes you have to have that. You've got it, like I said, the ball's got to bounce your way sometimes. I'm okay with that. However you can get it done, it don't matter. The way you get a dub, I've never been the guy to criticize how a, a, a game is won. Because you know who feels worse about the, the, the game than the team that found a way to get an ugly win? The team who found a way to get an ugly loss. That's who feels worse. I don't give a damn. Like when the Jets lost to the Raiders last year on the last play of the game, <laughs> oh, that was so ugly. Was it a dub? I'll take that ugly dub. Game should have wins against the Jets shouldn't be that close. Don't so. matter. Don't matter. <laughs> it all looks the same in the win column, don't it? It's like, it's like, it's like making that phone call at 3 in the morning after the club. Most of the time, it looks the same. <laughs> 702-365-9200. Who we got before we take a break? The Raider Witch Doctor here in Vegas. Nice. Raider Witch Doctor. I met him the other day. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on? Chilling, uh, brother. Cool, cool. I just wanted to say uh, I'm not too worried. Uh, it looks it looks still good on the uh, linebacking core. Uh, Nikki the Quickie, he's, he's pretty good. He, um... He's got good leverage, and uh, you know who's going to step up and who is built exactly like Morrow, uh, who's having a good preseason, is that dude, uh, Max Richardson. Mm. Uh, he's, he's all right. He's, take a look at him again in the next game. And uh, also, Belial can take uh, Javid White's place. Okay. He's, uh, he's having a good preseason as well. And so, yeah, with that, I'm not concerned. I would like for them to go out and get one more uh, middle linebacker. 
do you have an idea or would you like KJ Wright or do you want or just yeah. somebody? I like the KJ Wright idea, definitely. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I like that. I like a little calm from you. There you go. That's the Raider Witch Doctor uh, right here in town. I met him the other day at the TI on Friday. Uh, he came out. That was awesome. It was great to meet you, my man. And uh, he's calm. He's cool. He's collective. He feels like these guys will be able to step up. And look, they might. I just think that it's it's a it's a rough deal and it's a it's a hell of a challenge going into year four with Coach Gruden, going into a year where everyone, Raider Nation, the coaching staff, the players, all are expecting to make a deep playoff run. You want to get off to a good start. You want to get off to a really good start, and you have a tough, tough schedule, especially your first five games leading into the 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 first bye or the only bye week. I should say, it's not easy. But I uh, definitely want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Two twenty one is the time when we come back. I'll let you know the guests that we have coming up on the show. We only have a couple of them today, so uh, it's going to be wide open like some old school TV antennas for you. Want to hear from you throughout the course of the show? Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred, and of course the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven. We're off and running on this Wednesday. This is unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 226 is the time coming up at 2.30. Former NFL defensive back Mark McMillan. Grilling with McMillan. He's, he's coming up at 2.30. He'll talk about training camp. He'll talk about injuries, playing in preseason games. Talk about, you know, the Raiders' defense, what he's seeing from them. Guy played for the Eagles, played for the Chiefs, played for the 49ers, played in the league a good eight years. He'll come up in a matter of seconds to talk to us all things training camp. I think he's in Philadelphia right now, but he'll join us uh, on the Raider Nation hotline uh, in a matter of minutes. And then at 3.30, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She's our normal Wednesday guest, and I don't think, Damon, you've ran her can't off wait, yet. Can't, can't wait for this one. You, you haven't ran her off yet, right? You haven't scared her away? Ran her off. I was well. You guys were beefing over her last week between you and and Granny and all them cats. They were everyone was beefing over Cassie, and so I want to make sure she's still down with us, or or you ran her off. You know, it's like you're like the dude at the club at the last second. You're like, <laughs> hey, you want a drink? And the girl's like, I've already been drinking all night. And you're like, the, no, one more. You need one more in your life. But here's the thing, though. Ed said that was her last show on Friday, so now I'm not saying that she's got no other options. But it's like now we like, hey man, you see how they did you on the press box? We wouldn't do that like we wouldn't do that to you over here. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. Cassie Soto should be joining us at 3:30. Right now, though, on the phone lines, I'm excited about our next guest who's joined us 702-365-9200. My guy Sal calling from the 559. It's like my brother, man. We go way back. Sal, what's on your mind today? Hey, what's up, Q? I just want to say I've been listening to you when you were at Q97 when I was <laughs> young and they played real hip hop to mind. Not no Migos. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm 30. Damon, how old are you, bro? <laughs> a fresh 25, man. What's, what's wrong? What's the problem, man? Oh, my little brother's 24 and knows all eyes on me, Biggie, all of that. And he, and he knows the Beatles, man. We can work it out. You know, Paul McCartney and Lennon, baby. There you go. There yeah. you go. What's but, up? Um, I know the Beatles. I, Excuse me real quick. Let me defend myself. I know the Beatles. <laughs> They just not as good as Migos. Oh my goodness! Some would say they ain't got no slappers. Turn your turn your mic off. All right, Sal, All what's right. on your mind, brother? <laughs> hey, r- real quick, man. I know you got an interview coming up. I just wanted to say the Raiders would be smart to get KJ Wright even prior to injuries because it's a 17 game season, mm-hmm. and I know high school football. You know, it ain't over here in Cali, it ain't as big as Texas. But playing D line and linebacker, you get beat up at 10 games. You yep. know, and imagine the NFL. 
Right. You know, you death is everything. And every year, us Raider fans, we're all hyped up, optimistic as we should be. But as soon as one person goes down, mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. So I just think that we should have signed KJ Wright weeks or months ago. But that's all I wanted to say, man. Uh, I got to hang up and go back to work. <laughs> I just want to say that um, Q, I've been listening to you for three years. And uh, during the pandemic, uh, you were, uh, you know, sorry for what, what you went through, but you were a bright light in our day. Uh, my restaurant, my family restaurant, we're celebrating 80 years next year. Wow. And nothing brought more to a smile was just your, just the energy you brought through the radio, through the podcast. You know, me listening to you in the morning when times were tough and we didn't have people. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you, my man. That means a lot, man. It really does. I do appreciate that. And congratulations, man. That's awesome. And we'll, get a, we'll have to catch up soon, my man. We'll catch up soon. Hell yeah, man. I'll see you guys out there Monday night. Hopefully at the Treasure Island, hopefully. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Appreciate you, Sal. Good stuff right there. Uh, great call from the 559. And, uh, yeah, man, we all got to be here uh, together and make sure that we hold each other uh, hold each other up. But uh, going to Sal's point about the about K.J. Wright and, and signing him uh, before the injuries, I agree. You know, we had the other caller. Uh, I believe it was Don or Allen. It was one of the two. I'm sorry that I don't remember exactly. But one of them said K.J. Wright should have never got out the building. I agree. I agree 100%. I think that that would have made a lot of sense. Uh, and I know that money could be an issue. But, again, you could work things out if you need to work things out. So uh, we'll get back to that. Keep your calls coming and your texts coming. Of course, I would love to hear your opinion on the injury situation going on with the Raiders. How much does that potentially hurt what the expectations are, especially for this defense coming up in 2021? Right now, though, on the Raider Nation hotline, our guy, as promised, Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back, uh, played with the Eagles, played with the Chiefs, with the Niners in the league eight years. They they called him Mighty Mouse, but I'm not going to say that because he played big. He played big ball, man. So, <laughs> Mark, we do appreciate we appreciate your time this afternoon, my man. And I was just talking about the injuries that are going on with the Raiders, and sometimes it's it's better to be lucky than good. You, you go through training camp, you go through preseason, and injuries are bound to happen. You just hope that you can minimize them. Right now, it looks like the starting linebacker for the Raiders is going to be out for quite a while. Not sure exactly. John Gruden didn't say the exact timeline, but he said he's going to be out longer than Javen White. So what are your thoughts on the injuries and how teams try to overcome that? Do you think the Raiders need to go out and make a move for, for a linebacker right now that's available as a free agent? Um, they have to make a move. Um, you know, Obviously, Javon White, I was really high on this young man coming out of UNLV, uh, watching him playing in college football. I think it was his junior year. They started splitting him out inside the slot. And I was very impressed that he was out there guarding wide receivers. And, you know, he's, he's showing that kind of same ability uh, with the Raiders. That's a, that's a big-time blow for, uh, for the linebacker core. Uh, you know, the front four, those guys are battling it out. But the linebackers, you know, that's that second level. Those are the guys that you need. You need that cover linebacker that's going to be able to guard the running backs coming out of the backfield or even a tight end. Um, you look at some of the plays he was making downfield, 15, 20 yards downfield making plays. So um, you have to be looking on the waiver wire uh, right now. Obviously, you know, last preseason game coming up. So they have to go out and find a guy that can replace him um, as soon as possible. You know, and, and it looks like Javen's going to actually come back a little sooner than Nicholas Morrow. Nicholas Morrow was supposed to be the starter. He's down with a foot injury, and we don't know the extent of the foot injury yet. But mm-hmm. as, as far as, you know, K.J. Wright is available, and he, he played in Seattle. He, he knows Gus Bradley and the scheme really well. He was in town for a visit and then left. I say that they need to go put that full-court press on him. And you know, being in the league, if teams want to get something done as far as money goes, even if they're up against the cap, they can get it done. 
Yeah, they get that. They should have never let that young man get to uh, to McCarran Airport. <laughs> right. You know, you you, <laughs> you, you got to make you got to make that move. And you know, that's something the Raiders, uh, the fan base, have been upset about. You know, when you have the opportunity to make a move to to make your team better, it seems like they let those players slip away. And you know, like I said, you don't let players get away like that. Um, I was telling somebody the other day when I signed as a free agent with Kansas City uh, on a Friday, I was due to go to St. Louis and and, and uh, you know do a visit there, but. Kansas City didn't let me get on that plane, so they made it happen. And, you know, these are the same things, some of the things that the Raiders need to step up. If you like the guy, he knows your system, especially right now. you got to get a guy that knows your system that's going to plug in, that's going to be a leader as well. And you got to go out there and get a veteran guy, and, and letting that guy get on the plane I don't think was a good idea. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. We're talking with former NFL defensive back Mark McMillan here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, what was your mindset going into training camp? Of course, the, the game has changed, the rules have changed, the uh, preseason and, and, and the training camp has changed. But just what was, what was your mindset going into training camp, what you had to get accomplished and what you had to do to make sure that you carved out a role on, on, a, on whatever team you were on? I played like I was a rookie. Um, I took every training camp. I didn't take it before. There's fifth year, sixth year. Every time I tra- came to training camp, I treated it like I was a rookie trying to make the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just how it was. Or, or, you know, Obviously, people say we, we're always hating on the young guys from, from our days. You know, we just had to battle. And, you know, the depth, the depth was and the competition was much fierce. Uh, it was more physical. Um, you know, I know a lot of people got up and roared. You know, you see the fights in training camp. Those have been happening way back in Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Ryan days. You right, know? And it's, right. it's suppo- you're supposed to be pissed off. You're supposed to have a chip on your shoulder. Um, you know, so you know you just got to go in that mindset that uh, you know you're only one play away. And we're talking about Javon White, the next man up. You know, uh, so you got to be ready. And you know you can't uh, you know rest on your laurels of what you did last year or what you did last week. Every day in the NFL is different because there's always somebody that can replace you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's why they have, you know, a 90-man roster. Then they cut it down to 85. Now, currently, right now, they're at an 80-man roster. But at some point next week, they'll be at a 53-man roster. So there's a lot of guys competing for a job. How quickly do you think, once you're drafted, especially a guy like Damon Arnett, who was a first-round draft pick a year ago, uh, how quickly do you think that those kind of guys need to be able to contribute and contribute in a major way on a team? Um, they they got to contribute now. You know, when you're that top guy, you're that top pick, and you're in your second year, going into your third year, some of these guys, you know, you got to step up. And, you know, uh, you know, he's a guy that needs to step up. You look at Nate Hobbs and what he's able to do mm-hmm. uh, in the preseason, I'm impressed. You know, he, he's a rookie, and he's playing out there. He's trying to get somebody's spot, you know. Right. And, you know, Keyshawn Nixon has been with the Raiders for a while, but that nickel spot right now, as I see it, Nate Hobbs is that guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's going out there, and he's proven it. Uh, he's he's earning the trust of the coaches, and whenever you can uh, put yourself on, uh, you know, the coaches notice, and we see it on film. You know, it's not just in the game. You know, breaking down film, this young man is making plays. Uh, you know, day in and day out. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Nate Hobbs and him making those plays because that was going to really be my next question. As a, as a defensive back, you're seeing what he's doing. He went from being an outside guy to a nickel in the NFL, and then he showed his versatility on Saturday where he kicked back outside once Keyshawn Nixon went down. How, how difficult do you think that transition was for Nate Hobbs? In your opinion, what is he doing so well to be able to make it seem like, at least, that it's, it's pretty easy for him? Uh, it's real tough. You know, I was an outside guy, you know, for most of my career. Then I went to Kansas City and I moved inside. And, you know, you have a lot more responsibility, especially in the run game. Um, you know, you got different fits. You got to communicate with the linebackers a little bit more. Uh, you look at Tyrone Matthew out of uh, Kansas City, the way mm-hmm. he's able to do at that kind of position. 
So you have a lot more uh, responsibility. But, you know, what this young man is able to do as a rookie to be able to transition outside and then go inside and be effective, um, that's a tough place to play inside. And in the National Football League, you have to have three starting cornerbacks, not just two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's, he's making the plays that at least gives us confidence that, you know, at least he's going to go out there and fight. You know, and that's, that's all I want to see in a defensive back is not, uh, you know, get down on themselves or whatever. You know, this young man came back the following day, you know, following weeks in practice and, and showed the same kind of ability. So uh, hats off to that young man. You know, I'm becoming a big fan of, uh, of Nate uh, <laughs> yeah, I think all of Raider Nation is definitely a big fan. Uh, we've been talking about him for a while. Even after he got drafted, you know, just kind of the mindset. And, and you know, Mark, I mean, you've got to have a certain kind of a mindset. Derek Carr said today, I asked him about Nate Hobbs, and he said, well, I've never met a defensive back that wasn't confident. And you know, you got to be <laughs> confident in that position, right? you got to – if you're not confident, you're cooked. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, and, you know, a lot of people mistake being confident as being cocky. Right. And, you know, as a defensive back, no, you have to have confidence at that position – because you're going to get beat, you're going to get exposed at certain parts of the game, but you have to be able to come back from those, uh, you know, those bad plays and make more good plays than those. Uh, so, you know, what he's able to do as a rookie coming out of Illinois, you know, um, you know, he, he's stepping up to the plate, and you know, it's going to be exciting to see how he uh, fares off in this next preseason game. And uh, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, you know, hopefully he's going to be okay, but. That third start, that third cornerback uh, spot is up for grabs. Absolutely, no, no doubt about it. We're talking right now with former NFL defensive back Mark McMillan here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And you know, the defensive back position in general has changed so much. The NFL has changed so many rules to make it very offensive friendly and make it so you can't touch the wide receiver and everything is being called. How much from your playing days to what you're seeing now on Sundays? How much of it has really changed? Oh, I would have still been playing if the rules would have been like that. <laughs> it, it, it's tough. And I guess the new rule that they uh, brought out is a defensive back. You know, you got a guard pulling around the outside. You can't cut the guard low. Right. You know, you, you can't chop block. So it's like, okay, you got a 5'9", five, 5'10", five, corner, and you got a 290-pound guard pulling around. you gotta, you got to punch him in the mouth? You know, that, that's, just not, that's just not fair, man. You're talking about concussion rates going up. They're going to go up a lot for, for these defensive backs. So, you know, the game has changed a lot. You know, guys just have to adjust to it. Um, they want to sell tickets. They want to put people in the seats. They like to see a lot of points on the board. You're seeing these wide receivers now. These guys are incredible athletes, fast, strong, and able to make catches that you can only dream of. And as a defensive back, man, it is so tough in the National Football League for these guys to be successful. Um, you know, you just have to be dirty. You know, you, get, you still got to go out there and hit somebody in the mouth uh, I like the way uh, – I'm a big fan of Marlon Humphrey out of out of Baltimore, yeah. the way he plays the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays the game still physical. Um, you know, every time a guy catch, catches the ball, he's always trying to get the ball out. So there's just different ways that you can still uh, make a, a big-time impact on the game. Jalen Ramsey is another guy mm-hmm. who plays physical in your face. And, you know, guys like that are, are being successful. So um, if you want to be successful as a defensive back, you guys got you got to toe the line a little bit and, and uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> And I, I got to ask you, coming up on Sunday is the Raiders' final preseason game against San Francisco. It's only three this year because there's 17 games, so they don't have four like they used to. What do you think that, one, you'll be looking for in that game on, on Sunday, the final preseason game? And what do you think that the coaches are going to be looking for? Because there's not a whole lot of positions, in my opinion, that are really up for grabs. But what do you think the coaches will be emphasizing on Sunday? I would think just execution. Um, you know, the, this is the last game. This is your last tune-up. Uh, they want to see if guys, you know, from – from the first preseason game to the second preseason game have picked it up. Uh, guys should be playing a lot more faster. 
uh, in his third preseason game. And like I said, there's not too many positions up for grabs because they still got to go out and, you know, fill some spots mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for their on the defensive side of the ball. You know, on the uh, offensive side of the ball, they should be fine. Uh, you don't know how, you know, the, the backfield should be good. Jacob's going to benefit from having uh, Kenyon Drake there to kind of carry the load for him a little bit. So the wide receivers, we don't know what's going to be with Ruggs. You know, we haven't seen them all preseason. Uh, so there's a lot of questions uh, at, that needs to be answered on that offensive side of the ball as well. We haven't seen Derek Carr in the preseason. Um, I was a little sub, you know, a little questionable about that. You see some of the other. You, you look at Patrick Mahomes. He played a whole, you know, almost a whole half last week uh, against the Cardinals. So you want to try to get your rhythm and, and try to give these guys uh, opportunity to play fast because uh, you, you know cutting day is coming, man. After that, after that last game. You know, 53, man, that, that, it's a tough business. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys out there looking for jobs. Unfortunately, hate that, but that's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, uh, I, I only got a couple more questions for you, and I wasn't going to ask you about uh, guys not playing in preseason, but you kind of brought it up. So it's I feel like it's a fine line. It's a conversation we've been having quite a bit. You know, do you play him? Don't you play him? If you get a guy injured, then all of a sudden you're the worst coach ever because you put your guy out there in preseason and it doesn't count. But then if you don't play him, then you don't get the reps, and then you can't go into the game, the first game of the season, you know, uh, like clicking on all cylinders. Where do you, where do you kind of draw the line, or, or what are your thoughts on that? How much should these guys be playing uh, in the preseason? I, 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 it's a blessing to play this game. And anytime you get an opportunity to go out there and play and compete, you know, this is something that a lot of people wish they could do that can't do. And, you know, from, you know, I, I would still go. You look at, uh, obviously, you know, in Green Bay, you know, Mr. Rogers, you know, he missed a lot of training camp, and you already know what he can do. But, uh, you know, on the Raiders' side of the ball, man, I'm looking at all these guys on the sideline cracking sunflower seeds and smiling. I'm like, you guys need to get in there and get your rhythm down. Um, you look at some of the top teams, they're playing their guys. You know, they're getting those reps. They're, they're getting those physical reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting those mental reps as well. So when the season kicks off, those guys are hitting on all cylinders. And, you know, from our days, even, you know, from Reggie Wright to Randall Cunningham, those guys, we, we played in every preseason game. You know, even the last preseason game, we may have played one series, uh, but we still went out there and, and, you know, just wanted to get, the, you know, get that rhythm going. And, you know, now, that, like I say, you can't even really hit these guys nowadays, so I don't think, I don't think you've, uh, the risk is that high anymore. Right, I hear you. It's it's a, like I said, it's a fine line for sure. Uh, you just don't know, you know, you you don't know how much to go and how much not to go. But uh, be glad when the preseason's over and they could just get into the regular season and and everyone's yeah. trying to go full throttle. Now, Mark, before I let you go, man, I, I would be it would be criminal if I didn't ask you about grillingmcmillan dot com. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, man, you put out all these tweets. I think I saw a bone in ribeye yesterday. I'm a big bone in ribeye guy. Uh, what you got going on the grill, man? Talk to me, brother. Oh man, I'm out here in Philadelphia right now. I got a tr- I got a camp that I'm doing, a Camp 29. I'm doing uh, for our lift program for young men that's being bullied. So we're going to do that tomorrow, and then tomorrow night I got a Grilling McMillan uh, Bourbon and Brew uh, event that I'm doing. So we'll have tri tip, we'll have steak, sausage. Right now I got some barbecue baked beans with smoked sausage mm. on the on the in the oven right now. So I'm just trying to just bring this thing, man. So, Raider Nation better be ready, man. If we can, if we can tailgate before the game, 
We're gonna throw some. We're gonna have a live show on the on the on on the on the planet, man. Nice. <laughs> now, hey, look, man. If we don't have to wait till before the game. You can come on in the studio. <laughs> we can fire that thing up, man. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. I'll make sure we gonna eat good. We gonna eat good. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Just from the pictures alone, it looks great. So uh, keep up the great work, grillingmcmillan.com. I encourage everyone to go check it out. Check out some of your fine work that you're doing. Uh, keep up the good work, my man. We'll be talking soon. All right, appreciate it, man. Keep up the good work, and welcome to Vegas, baby. Thank you. Appreciate you. No doubt about it. Happy to be here. Mark McMillan right there spent many moons in the NFL as a defensive back. Short, but, man, he made it happen. He made it happen. So you can't ever say, well, that guy can't play that role. He's not big enough. No. No, Mark Mark made it happen. So uh, shout out to him. And, yeah, I'm telling you. And, DeMond, I'm sure you've seen some of the pictures on, on, on uh, Twitter. So, oh, I was looking at it now. I was about to say, on. how you going to nod at no, me? No, We're no, on the radio, no, man. No, Can't on, nobody man, see no. me ain't on YouTube. I was looking now, man. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was one of those things like when he's like, oh, I would love if he brought something in. If he just stopped by the studio. Brother, he had a bone-in like, ribeye that I saw yesterday. That is my get-down. I love me a bone-in ribeye. I can never finish the whole thing, but I sure do love it. I love it. He had one the other day. He had three cuts of steak on the grill, and it was just like, basically, like, which one you think? And then it was just like, All of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good stuff right there. We definitely appreciate Mark McMillan for joining us, giving us his thoughts on uh, training camp, what he thinks the Raiders should do as far as injuries and uh, all that, how that concerns. So definitely appreciate him. 2.45 is the time. When we come back, we'll close out hour number one. We want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Of course, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Hit up because you deserve what's right. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Yeah, he's wearing a mic today, so you'll be able to hear you know, everything that, that he's about. And we got we got players wearing mics now. It's great. We're on hard knocks. So, uh, you know, there's all kind of rumors out there about trades we were trying to make. Uh, we're a hot story here, you know. Max is doing great, though. To answer your question, he's... he's um, like I say about Hobbs, he has this this thing about him. It's just it's just fun to be around him. He likes coming to work. His car, he's got an orange Porsche. Who the hell has an orange Porsche? I pull in there, there's an orange Porsche. I know he's in there. I leave at night, an orange Porsche is here. He's just uh, he's a weird guy. He's a fun guy. He's a hell of a football player, and thank God we got him. There's John Gruden right there talking about Mad Max Crosby, and if you didn't know, he has an orange Porsche. I don't feel bad anymore. I don't feel bad. DeMond tried to make me feel bad when I said that Coach Gruden was in a blue Mercedes. He's like, why are you going to put the man's car out there? Now everyone's going to be riding around town. Now, if there's nothing that's more descriptive than an orange Porsche, and it was there to the facility. I know exactly which one it is because I walked by it on the way to the, pra- uh, to the practice field, and I was like, man, that's a bright orange Porsche, SUV style. <laughs> oh. So I don't feel bad now. Coach Gruden put him out there, so hey, there you go. You know, it's okay to say what color car someone is driving, or what co- color and what kind of car it is. So there you go. All right, so now people can be on the city; they can be looking at Max Crosby now. Well, you know, Max has no problem with that anyway. But uh, he—I'll tell you—the reason I asked him, and that was my question, I asked Coach Gruden about Max Crosby. He just looks so explosive. He looks so fast out there, and he blew by Alex Leatherwood on one play, and I just was like, whoa. And I'm not even mad at Alex Leatherwood because he's done a great job so far, in my opinion, so far in training camp preseason. Max Crosby just looked great. He just, I mean, it was just one of those you tip the cap and say, damn, I think that Alex Leatherwood probably said, okay. <laughs> you got me on that one. You know what I mean? Sometimes there's nothing you can do. I'm but just get him on the next one. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you just tip your cap and say, all right, you got me on that one. So uh, that's, that's why uh, John Gruden was responding about Max Crosby. And just think if he takes another step forward. He had a really good rookie year, took a minor step back, was banged up quite a bit his, his, last year. 
he takes another step forward and got you something right there. The Raiders will be cooking with grease between him and Unique Ngakwe. But uh, been getting a lot of uh, feedback off the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. A lot of good calls coming through, uh, talking about concern level for the injuries that are going on, particularly with Nick, Nicholas Morrow. Of course, Javen White, nothing has been defined on exactly how long either one of those guys will miss. But John Gruden did say that Morrow will be out longer than Javen White. So take that for what it's worth. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line, and let's talk to... Robert from Vegas. Robert, what's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, how you doing? I was just calling and um, saying welcome to Las Vegas. You know, I'm a native out here in Las Vegas, and we appreciate you guys, you know, bringing the Raiders here. And, you know, and the love is is uh, supporting you guys and, and hopefully us getting a Super Bowl this year. No doubt. No doubt. Appreciate you, Robert. Yeah, so I was just calling to just um, let you guys know about the community of Las Vegas behind the gleaming lights is the communities and we just we we welcome in arms and hope that we get to meet you and some of the players and you know we i have a non-profit that i run and we've been doing a lot of feeding the community and giving back to the community but i gathered together some natives from las vegas some youth and we did a raider song and it's, it's getting ready to hit the radios next week but, um, you know, I would love to email it to you and, and see what you think about it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, hit me up. Uh, shoot me an email. Matter of fact, uh, shoot me your, your contact on Twitter, man, at your boy Q254, and then uh, I'll shoot you my email address and everything. Okay, what's your what's your uh, Twitter? At your boy Q254. At your, at your boy Q254. Q254. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for that uh, call. Definitely appreciate you. But, yeah, hit me up. I'd love to hear that song, man. Maybe we'll get it on the radio, put it in the morning tailgate. Uh, next up, Raider Mike, what's on your mind this afternoon? What's up, my man? Chilling, man, chilling. Um, I, I was going to focus on the, the Porsche, first off, and the orange one. <laughs> I know that's right. Denver color? Are you kidding me? I want him not to slam it into the wall. I mean, I want him to put someone else in it and slam it into the wall. Not orange, Max. I, I'm, you were go, you're going to be my next jersey I buy. Well, it's not. I'm questioning it, that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like Duke's a hazard orange. It's a different color orange. Okay. Oh, he's a different cat. He's <laughs> top three favorite Raiders right now. Right. You know, I love my nutties. You know the Tatum's, the Hendricks. Yeah, he's definitely the up there. Is, yeah, the Alzados. He's very like those guys. Yep. Very Raider esque. Very unpredictable and a nut, and I love that guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get his jersey for sure. That's my next one. Nice. I wear DC. Um, I am concerned about the linebackers. We, you gotta be. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't know if we have time to wait for the cuts. Is it Monday or Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday at one o'clock. Uh, they have to have it down to 53. And I, I agree with you. I don't think they could wait. I think they need to go make a move and make it uh, yesterday. Yeah, KJ Wright now. Full court press, get it done, do whatever it takes. Sorry, Mr. Richard, I love you as a player, always have. But uh, this is for the team. Yep, uh, cool. This is for the team. And maybe uh, Jalen can go for $1.2 million and let KJ get six or whatever that works out to be. Right. I got you. Good stuff, Raider Mike. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, let's go one more time. Let's go out to the phone lines before we have to take a break. Mitch in New Jersey, what's on your mind this afternoon? Chillin', how's it going? Chillin', man, chillin'. A little concerned with the wide receivers. Okay. Other than um, Ruggs, 
And of course, we have a great tight end. I mean, I like the talent in the competition here, but I wish we had held on to Nelson Aguilar. You mm. think um, they maybe uh, you take a chance? I believe the Patriots still have him. Like a kid from Arizona, Nikhil. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, I forgot. Nikhil Harry. Harry. Yeah, it's it's Harry. To... Yeah. Is he still on the team? Is there any chance you can make a trade? I mean, look what they got for Sonny Michelle. Right. And he's more of a proven commodity. Right. I'd love to see that. Okay. And one more thing for Hall of Fame. Okay. Roger Craig. I don't know if he spent some time with the Raiders. Uh, it's about time with Branch. But I love to see Roger Craig. I can name a few more running backs, but I know you're coming up with your know, commercial break and everything. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate you. Good stuff. Good looking out for that, too. Uh, as far as uh, Nikhil Harry, I, I don't see them making a move for him. Uh, I think you have Nikhil Harry in Brian Edwards, but Brian Edwards could probably be better. Uh, I think that he has an opportunity to be better than Nikhil Harry. Uh, he's got to stay healthy. Nikhil Harry hasn't proven anything, and he hasn't stayed healthy either. Uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, he, he looks good out there. You know, he caught a couple touchdown passes earlier today. Uh, I think that they're pretty comfortable with their wide receiver room. Do they need a, a true number one guy? In my opinion, it would be great to have them, uh, but maybe maybe they do have one in, in, in Ruggs or, or Edwards. We'll just have to wait and find out. That's something that I'd be willing to, to wait and see on. Uh, but I, I do think that you're right about uh, going out and making a move for you know a guy that's, that's uh, out there, K.J. Wright, uh, to fill that linebacking core. I think that that's something that needs to happen. 2.57 is the time when we come back. We'll still take a few of your calls if you want to chime in. 702-365-9200. Of course, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword r Got a bunch of texts. We'll get to that. We'll do it next, and then we'll get to cover three. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920.